Hello, friend. My name is Todd Martin from Smithville Mennonite Church, and I am so glad God has arranged for this time for us to be together. I believe he has a message for you to hear right now. So let me pray before we begin. O Lord, as always, let there be more of you and less of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Did you ever wonder if Jesus sang? And if he did sing, what song? Well, the Bible tells us, indeed, he sang in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, verse 26, as well as Matthew 26, 30, we read that Jesus and his disciples sang. Now, this was at the time of Passover, and biblical scholars who studied the Passover know there were and are certain songs that were sung then. Now, it is believed that Psalms 113 through 118, known as the Hillel Psalms, were those very songs. And you and I know, after studying Psalms for over a month on this broadcast, that Psalms are the actual songbooks of the Jews, the songbook that Jesus would have sung from. And Jesus was singing at Passover. That is, the very night that he was betrayed. Think about that. Singing in the face of tragedy, betrayal, and even death. This is why our point continues on the theme that we've had for the last several weeks. That is, music is good medicine. But then for this week, when you face the worst. Music is good medicine when you face the worst. Now, we're going to be in Psalm 116, so if you want to go grab your Bible and open there, that would be great. Psalm 116 could stand on its own as an ancient song of God's people to study. But when you consider that these were the words Jesus sang on possibly the worst night of his life, it takes new meaning. To think that this was what Jesus and his disciples sang together should make us deeply consider these words of praise. As we read, notice the parallels that would have at once foreshadowed the pain and the sadness that was to come, yet also gave reassurance to Jesus as he sang that night. Maybe you, too, are facing a stressful or even tragic situation. A time you need God to help you through. This music may be good medicine for you, too. Now, again, we're in Psalm 116, and I'm going to start with verse 1. Just in case you opened your Bible... Uh, and you need a little time to get there, I want you to know that if you don't have a Bible, you can read and understand. I would be glad to get you one. Stick around till the end of the broadcast, and I'll tell you how that can happen. I'm in Psalm 116, beginning with verse 1. I love the Lord. 
for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me, and anguish from the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Verse 4. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Now, this is where I'll take just a textual time out and say, you just might need to underline that verse. When I was in great need, he saved me. That was verse 6. Someone might need that today. I'm going to continue on in verse 7. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I hope you hear in verses 1 through 9, we cry and he saves. We cry and he saves. Then I would ask you to consider how has Jesus saved you? You need to know that just this last week, I had someone get in touch with me and say, Psalm 16 was so helpful as God delivered them from COVID-19. This very Psalm, they prayed as they battled through COVID-19 and God brought them healing. I really appreciated that testimony. This is a powerful set of verses. They completely describe an experience of danger and rescue. Verses 1 and 2 is a proclamation of being heard. Have you ever wondered if anyone hears you? Oh, you may be talking, but is anyone really listening? God heard the voice but even more so, the cry, and he turned his ear. God is listening. Someone needs to hear that today. God is listening to you. Did you know there's a difference between hearing and listening? Hearing responses are often, uh-huh, 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 yeah. But turning the ear, actually listening, that's when caring really kicks in. When you can be with someone who actually turns their ear to you, the heart is often attached. I believe that's why the word ear is in the middle of the word heart. The two work together when we listen in love. This is what God does. He listens all the time, like no one else except maybe my old dog, Snoopy. I remember as a kid, we had a Beagle Basset Hound mix, Pooch named Snoopy. 
He had these long, silky, smooth ears that you just had to play with. I remember sitting with Snoopy and talking to him, lifting his big floppy ears, and he would knowingly look at me and just listen. But eventually, Snoopy would run off and chase cars and rabbits, or he'd fall asleep, or in general lose interest after several hours. You see, Snoopy was a good dog, but a poor God. God never gets tired of listening. Verses 3 through 6 give us the picture. It's deadly anguish that the singer is in. The cords of death could have been parallel to the grave cloths that Jesus was wrapped in after he was taken down from the cross. Yet we too get tangled up in stuff that seems to want to snuff out our lives to the point that we may want to die. This is anguish of the grave. This is the toxic spirit of depression that can lead to suicide. Yes, even people of faith wrestle with this, just like the psalmist did. But here is where we must cry out. Verse 4 is key. We cry out to God, just like Peter did out on the water when he was sinking fast we cry out to Jesus, O Lord, save me. Have you done that lately? I did just this week. I was in an utterly helpless and dangerous situation. I had nowhere to turn but to God. I cried out and he heard me. Friend, If I didn't believe this works, I wouldn't tell you to do it. But when I see this work before my very eyes, I must tell you, cry out and know he's listening. Now, I will tell you, I didn't holler like Peter. It was a quiet, prayerful cry, a painful whisper, and he heard me. And he answered me, friend, what do you need to cry out about? Now, if you're sitting here listening to this and you're happy as a clam, you have no worries pressing down on you. That's just great. But still, ask God who you need to cry out for instead of yourself. If you take a minute and really ask, I know he'll tell you. And if he doesn't, you can always reach out to me at the church office and I'll give you a whole list of folks you can cry out for. But friend, if you need to cry out, I want you to know that it's just fine with me if you want to tune out right now and tune into Jesus. It's okay to close your eyes and just pray or maybe start to write out your cry on paper or a device. Just get it out there. You may also need to cry out to Jesus in the flesh, as is often needed. Some Christian brother or sister that will physically hear you. You need to know that I'm available to get together from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., 
most days except Monday, just to listen and maybe even join your cry. Sometimes you just need this. This last week, I also had another situation that I needed to cry out. But I needed someone to cry out to. Matt Hampshire is my Ivana regional pastor. That's the network that we're a part of. And I got him on the phone and I just unloaded. I know I can tell him anything and he will listen. Then I know if I want, I can ask for his wisdom and he'll give it to me. Oh friend, few things help me more than that. To have a dear brother or sister listen to me when I cry out. But ultimately, our cry goes to God. Why? Look at verse 5. Because he is gracious, righteous, and full of compassion. He gives us the good we don't deserve. That's grace. But also for our own good, and that's righteousness. He gives us what is right by his great love, and that is compassion. We are crying out to a God that cares about us. Verse 6 says it all. We are simple-hearted humans from God's view of humanity. And then the testimony, when I was in great need, he saved me. You know, I read those words and I just want to shout. I think about the times I was in need and he saved me. I can sing with the singer on this one. Can you? But then I wonder what Jesus thought when he sang those words, perhaps even minutes before he was arrested. He knew God wasn't going to swoop in and save him. Maybe you feel the same way. You wondered why you weren't saved from the pain, the sadness, and perhaps even the death of a loved one. Will you still sing this song just like Jesus did? I hope you will, because then you get to verses 7 through 9. Let me say them again to you. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For the Lord, for you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. There is no fear here. Just rest in the assurance that God is good. That deliverance is coming, and we will be in the land of the living. The problem is, sometimes we need to go through the shadow of death first. Listen to verses 10 through 14. Again, I'm in Psalm 116. Verse 10. I believed... Therefore, I said, I am greatly afflicted. And in my dismay, I said, all men are liars. How can I repay the Lord for all of his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. 
I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all of his people. Verses 10 through 14. What I hope you hear is everyone can feel greatly afflicted. Everyone can feel greatly afflicted. Can I ask you this question? What is the vow you need to keep or the debt you need to pay to the Lord? Now here's the twist in verse 10. The singer is saying he believed he was greatly afflicted, but then in his dismay, or as some translations say, his haste or his alarm, he retorts, all men are liars, himself included. This is a simple way to back up and say, wait, what I thought was wrong. How many times have we let ourselves have a pity party and think, I have it so bad. But then the singer comes to his senses. Verse 12, he says, how can I repay the Lord? If we focus on our afflictions, we'll miss the truth. We'll end up like all men as liars. Why? It's easy to fixate on what's wrong in our world or even our own lives. But if we would rather consider how we can repay all the goodness that has been done for us, our lives would overflow with gratitude. The cup of salvation for Christians is the one to start with and then go from there. But then what vows is the singer talking about? You know, most everyone has made a promise to God at one time. How many keep the promises? I'm reminded of the story that is told of a man who got caught in a riptide out in the ocean and was swept out to sea. Miles from shore, he realized he couldn't make it back on his own, so he began to pray, Lord, if you help me make it back, I will worship you every Sunday morning and Sunday night and every Wednesday too. Just save me. And he started to swim. Well, seeing he was now less than a mile from shore, his his prayer changed. Lord, I really will go every Sunday. About a half mile out, his prayer changed again. You know, Lord, I'll go this Sunday. A quarter mile out, the prayer changed to, I'll go this Sunday, maybe A hundred yards out, he's still swimming and he thinks, you know, I'll go worship some Sunday. And then as our swimmer walked up on the shore, he said to himself, wow, thank God I'm in better shape than I thought. You know, he made a promise out in the deep water, but then he forgot it. What vow do you need to keep or debts need to be repaid to God? He remembers. Do you? Let's finish up in Psalm 116. I'm going to start in verse 15 and go through 19 if you want to follow along. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am your servant. 
I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Verses 15 through 19, what I hope you hear is our life and death is precious to the Lord. Our life and death is precious to the Lord. And then I would ask, from what chains do you need to be freed? From what chains do you need to be freed? Now, this is the part of the psalm that absolutely gives me chills when I think about Jesus singing it. Look at it from his perspective. Verse 15, Jesus knew he was about to die, yet he held that his death was precious to God. He believed that even in death, he was precious to his heavenly Father. Oh, friends, we need to believe that too. Verse 16, the servant, the son of your maidservant. That's what Mary, Jesus' mother, called herself. Jesus sang these words that described him to a T. I can only imagine the deep confidence he must have had knowing that he was on course with his father's will from birth to death. This is our hope and faithful destiny as well. Verse 17, Jesus is about to become a thank offering on our behalf. Thank offerings were also known as peace offerings. They were made by those in right fellowship with God. They were often made spontaneously as expressions of gratitude. Jesus gave himself gladly on our behalf. He too called on the name of the Lord as he sacrificed his very self from the cross. Verses 18 and 19 point us to the vows Jesus fulfilled in the presence of the people in Jerusalem. He had told his disciples on numerous occasions that he would die on our behalf. He promised to be faithful to God's plan, and then he was. Now let us reflect a little bit on how this applies to all of us. You know, I hope today that if you need to cry out to God, you will. If you have cried out to him in the past and he saved you from hell in this life and or the one to come, I hope you will thank him and perhaps even take a chance to share that testimony with someone who needs to hear it. I pray that no matter how afflicted you may feel, you will see you are still blessed with his goodness beyond measure. That thankfulness can even be projected into the future as the best is still yet to come. This is why we have endless hope and not a hopeless end. Finally, just like Jesus, 
Our life and death is precious to God. Jesus walked through death to show us the way. Do you fear death? This entire psalm puts death in perspective. It's a part of life. We need not fear what is precious in God's eyes. Do we see ourselves as servants of God? Don't miss the irony of being a servant of God frees you from the chains of slavery to everything else. Then, even more so, do we see our lives as sacrifices, as thank offerings to God? What vows have you made to God that you need to keep? What debts do you have to God that you need to pay back? May God guide us in our faithfulness even today. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you that we can indeed cry out to you, that we can know your hope and your peace that comes when you save us. Lord, someone out there right now needs saved from something. Lord, give them the courage to cry out to you. And if they need a brother or sister of faith to come alongside them, give them the courage to cry out to them as well. Lord, thank you again for giving us this time in your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now before I go, I'd like to remind you that if you need a Bible, you should feel free to reach out to me, Todd Martin, at our Smithville Mennonite Church office by phone, which is 330-669-3601. Or you can Google us and make contact through our website, which is Smithville Mennonite Church. And just so you know as well, all of these messages that I've had on the radio are also available on our podcast. When you go to our website, you'll see uh, the podcast button. You can press that and listen to all the previous messages. Now, I want you to know also that I am discerning whether to continue this broadcast after Easter I so appreciate all of you that have already let me know these messages are a blessing. If you would like to help even more through prayer and financial support, please let me know. And now, may God bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen.